Welcome to Fabulous After 50, the podcast for women wanting to make the most of their lives. My name is Julie Kennedy, and I am your host. Now, I am so thrilled today to welcome yet again a woman that I cannot get enough of, <laughs> intimacy and relationship coach, Maha Belinsky. Now, welcome, Maha. And Thank for those you. who have not yet had the chance to listen to any of our previous episodes, can I ask you to start by sharing a little bit about who you are and what brought you to be doing what you're doing? Yeah, so thank you, Julie. It's always so much fun connecting with you. So my name is Marga Berlinski. I'm in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, and I'm an intimacy and a relationship coach. So what I do is I work with uh, couples to enhance their intimate life, to explore what is, you know, how can they keep that passion in their relationship, but also work with single people when it comes to dating, for example, or to really find that expression, that sensual expression that feels good to them. And that covers several things. So it's not, it's dating, it's expressing what you want. How do you communicate? And basically for me, I am passionate about people being able to intimately connect with each other in any area of life, by the way. It's not limited to... to How did you get started? How did you become this? I really came from an own place of, of need and desire. Like I've been working in the personal growth and development field for over 15 years now. And I've done a lot of different trainings and things that were not related to intimacy, but to personal development. And then about nine years ago, you know, I I kind of had to confront this area of intimacy, sexuality wasn't working for me. And having done all the work I did, I was like, yeah, I could kind of pretend it's not there. (laughs) However, I was also knowing like, no, I want to create something for myself that's very fulfilling for me. And so that's why I started to do my own inquiry and my workshops to do myself and the world opened up for me. And out of that, I got so connected. I was like, oh, this is really fun. (laughs) Having being free and able to create the things I want in life, in my intimate life. But also, yeah, the healing I experienced through these processes, I was like, wow, I want to expand that into my coaching practices. So that's how I... Well, I'm, I'm really grateful. I mean, the reason why I have you so often on the show is that I, I do have the feeling that it is an aspect, in particular for, for women, everything around intimacy, sexuality, it's still very taboo and it's still an area where, you know, we're talking about a 50 plus audience where after years, you know, you'd think that we'd sort of got over ourselves or got ourselves out of the equation, but it's not. There's, there's no. a lot of ingrained... And and when you do manage to break free from it, the liberation and the the warmth, the the, the happiness, the sort of alignment that you discover is is truly impressive and that's why I'm always happy to have you here now I loved your title because you know you've taken a slightly different angle here so beyond the bedroom a journey to authentic intimacy and I thought yeah you're right because I mean Martha and I are both in a big women empowerment network and each time it's her turn when she says you know what she does intimacy and sexuality and all of that you know I'm always like ooh la la you know as if we're about to do something very exciting whereas intimacy is beyond that right and that's what you're here to talk about with us yeah. today Maha. so why did you choose this topic yeah it's exactly like that I was at a couple of events and people then you know I shared about some of the more deeper emotional work that I do for people to get freed up in the area of intimacy and somebody came to me and she said I had no idea you were working with all this emotional stuff I was like hmm It's interesting. Yeah, right. Automatically, when I say intimacy relationship coach, 
sexuality people think like oh sex oh right spice up your sex life oh you get all the funny techniques oh you play yeah. with all the toys it's like well hold on hold on that is yeah. part of that maybe right. if that's yeah. your thing but there is way you know there's a depth of work underneath that and a foundation you need to have to create that level of openness intimacy and trust between you and your partner and yourself right this kind of intimacy so as you say it's almost it almost starts with self right because yeah. how can we be intimate with someone else if we don't know ourselves exactly exactly that so so then i was like aha uh -huh, yeah i actually want to bring some attention to yeah we can have talks about the toys and techniques and that's all fun however i want to bring attention to that aspect of oh right, well but how do we actually create a space of intimacy and from there, you can create whatever fun you like. Right. But there's actually a basis of intimacy that, that is okay. beyond the bedroom. So if I first ask you, maybe even define what does intimacy mean to you? Yeah, so for me, intimacy is really an experience of, there's two things. You're, you're present here and being right. connected. So you're actually being seen. That's true, yeah. And you're seeing the other person. So intimacy is actually a moment of connection being here with everything, right? So intimacy can be found in a simple look, mm -hmm. you know, when we just exchange a look and we're, we're experiencing that connection. Or it's when I share something vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And because I share something real and vulnerable for myself, the other person in front of me opens up and has an opportunity to be vulnerable as well. Or I do share this spicy desire and I feel all the nerves running through my body and I share it anyway, right? That is also intimacy. So it ranges from experiencing connection to, you know, you could even say penetrative sex, but it's a whole world yeah. and experience of being connected. And it's giving something at that moment, I suppose, to a person, something which is really genuinely you. You know, it's a bit like having, you know, sex with lots of people or or you share a different part of you during sex with the person who counts the most sort of thing. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying about having lost, but you know, just the idea that you're sharing, you're giving a part of yourself, which perhaps you don't give to everyone all the time to make it feel special at that one moment in time. Yeah, you know what? Sometimes you can have lots of sex, but it's not intimate. Right, that's exactly what I was trying to say. Yeah, said it a lot right? Better. So, exactly and, and, and intimacy is not per se sex. And yes, and sex can go really well yeah. together, right? It's like, yeah, and it's not a physical thing, is it? Because I mean, you can have, as you said, sex with lots of people without feeling intimate. Yeah. I think it's intimate when you, of yourself, open up something or give yeah. something that, that you're not giving in the other relationships. But what I do like, and I have never actually thought of it like that, is that it is the present moment. It is that mm -hmm. actual connection to be intimate, as you said, just that look in the eyes at that moment, that person, the entire focus mm -hmm. of being, you're not doing shopping lists in the background or listening to a film or, you know, whatever. You yeah, know, yeah, you're yeah. literally seeing, hearing and being with that person. Yeah. It's a beautiful definition. Yeah, yeah. So how do you do that with your with your clients? Yeah, whenever I start working with people, we start to look, okay, where are your challenges, right? What is it? Because, you know, people often come with me with questions, you know, and they want to expand what they can have in their intimate connections. I always start to look, all right, what's happening right now when you're intimate? Are you actually making shopping lists in the back yeah. of your mind, right? I used to be a person like that. When I would be intimate, I would get in my head and mm. I would just think of a hundred other things except for what was happening in the moment 
And I think women have fun. a big problem with that. Men, I, I've yeah. understood less so. They're, they're more physical with their, their sex. But I think us, and indeed, we cannot really experience yeah. that pleasure while we're... In your head, yeah. you're not here. Yeah. How can yeah. you feel when you're distracted, right? And But man, I, I, I work with couples as well. I recently worked with a beautiful couple and it was, he was so in his head. He was, and, oh, yeah. and, you know, men deal with a slightly different flavor at times, like a performance issue. Yes. Where they're, yes. they're so putting pressure on themselves to perform in a certain way that that also takes all the joy away so yes. so it starts with okay what is happening already like what, what let's just like lovingly look at what's going on right now and that's where we start but with both of them at the same time or you you see people separately I mix so I work with a couple I sometimes do some individual sessions to kind of get a sense of how they work for themselves they can sometimes share some things a little bit more openly they might not feel as safe to express with their partner there and then we come together and then we do the work and that's I mean that is so beautiful but it's also so neat because I'm thinking you know okay 50 plus right so you have usually two categories either you have those who've been married for a quite a while yeah right with or without children so children might have also distracted a bit from the intimacy and often there's the feeling I mean I I remember some parts of that myself as well is that for so long you've not talked about those things it feels a bit like well it's not suddenly now you know after 20 years of marriage that I'm gonna say well actually you know I don't like that at all and I don't like this yeah you know I wish we would do this so so there's that point is how do you suddenly open the topic and it becomes a bit taboo after a while I find also for couples with children I've heard that it's mostly men who then change their attitude towards their women and see them you know as either they've experienced the birth and they're either put off or that they on the contrary see them as you know holy beings the mother of my children not the one you're going to have all this kinky <laughs> kamasutra business <laughs> but i i know and i know for a fact that for some women it's the other way around as well where they actually you know find it hard to detach from the mother father role yeah or then you have the second category and sadly there are more and more of those nowadays of which i'm one who have separated from their the father of their children and the person they were with with 25 years and who then have a new partner but where you can then start from scratch doing it completely differently with total honesty yeah and so those people are maybe more easy to get to you know, talk about this. I mean, how do you proceed with a couple who've yeah. been together for 20 years? Yeah, I, I often tell them, you're going to learn a new language, yeah. right? It's like, yeah. you know, you're, you speak a different language, just, you know, also in the dynamics between men and women or the, the certain energy dynamics I work with. It's like, yeah, you you probably just consider you're speaking a different language and you need to learn to understand each other. So that right. means slowing down and listening. And and, and kind of listening and looking from, well, what, what is actually my partner saying and meaning by that? And in that slowing down, you bring attention to what your partner is saying, but you also kind of bring attention to, okay, but what is the chatter in my head about, mm. right? So you need to get present to, oh, my partner is saying something. How does it actually land for me? And because we're often giving automatic reactions to what the yeah. other said. For example, yeah. when I worked with a couple, like, she would say something and he would react but they would be you know they would talk about the thing that was said but underneath they weren't actually listening they were basing it on previous conversations there was a different thing communicated there was actually an emotional request that he didn't respond on but on the surface there was some kind of cognitive thing happening they were kind of chatting with each other but actually 
I even said, oh, let me provide some subtitles. All right, yeah. let's slow down because I don't think you're hearing each other. You're speaking a different language. I think yeah. this is what's being said on this side and then on that side. And then, oh, and then they yeah. could connect because they could drop into like, oh, but what was actually being communicated versus what was being said. So that has a lot to do with slowing down and starting to hear what is being said. Either what is the little voice in your head saying or what is my partner actually And also probably being completely open because the problem also after 20 years or so together is there's a lot of assumptions. You're not listening to the person, you're just basing it on, you know, what they said, you know, 20 years ago. And so you're not actually listening and and then it's very hard to change. It's very hard to say, but okay, maybe I was guilty of that but have you not noticed that recently but but it's very beautiful because what you're saying is you know I mean it is all about connection and I believe that that, that meaningful connection with someone mm. is what grounds us on earth and makes you know makes life worthwhile so okay so you help them cultivate relationships but so is it always couples that you see or what about people alone yeah I work with single people as well yeah definitely and then We'll do kind of similar work. Obviously, we're, we can't focus on the relationship dynamic, but we'll definitely look at, okay, you know, what is automatically there for you when you connect with people? Are you actually open? I, I work with this other lady. She was so great. She was like, I'm so open for a relationship. It doesn't seem to happen. And then we started to look and she discovered she had closed her heart off. Right. Like, and then she was, but she was like, what? I... I didn't realize how much on guard I was. Right. She was going through the moves because she wanted it for other reasons, but she wasn't ready. Yes. And now we're kind of slowing down, taking one step back and actually dealing with, oh, what happened? What was the heartbreak? Or what was the heart close? And and then that's another layer of work to do. And from then, okay, well, now the trust starts to happen. You know, if you start to open up, you will also get different experiences your way. For example, I work with single people like that too. Or, you know, in dating, what happens when you see this, yeah. this person? Oh, yeah, I can make it to the third date, but it then seems to stop the whole time. It's like, I can't get past the third date. Right. Like, okay, good. Like, all right, great. Not a problem. Let's have a look. Yeah. And just kind of start inquiring about, okay, there must be something recurring here then. Right. And so it's like before we can get to the, you know, this is not about a great pickup line. I always say that I'm not going to give you strategies. There is no pickup line. You know, this is about actually authentically connecting with the other right. and, and being available. You know, the one can walk by, but if you're not there to and available, exactly. How create that relationship so that's and again you're creating that safe space for them to see because we're, we're very quick to blame right oh yeah. there are no real men out there anymore oh you know all men are bastards yeah. or, oh they only want sex or oh they only want this but yeah. if stuff is recurring and if we're not managing to 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 attract you know there's enough people yeah. out there who are dying to have a meaningful relationship yeah. both men and women i know so many of all ages who would give anything to just find someone you know with whom they're good it doesn't have to be this top model whatsoever but somebody yeah. they can share life with laugh with have dinners with you know yeah. help each other through life yeah uh, and i understand it too right shit and to say it really bluntly shit happens in life yeah. and it hurts so yeah. I really understand why we sometimes stop being open or have yeah. to protect ourselves. And then, you know, so I have so much love and compassion for that. Mm-hmm. And it's not working for you if, you, if you if it gets in the way of actually connecting again. So then we need to look, can we become vulnerable again? 
and what right. is needed. So you can trust yourself managing and navigating that because that is a lot of the work I do. You need to start regaining that trust that, oh, when life comes my way and things happen, great or bad, I can navigate and manage yes. that. I can, I yeah, can exactly, because we'll, we'll never manage to control everything. So it's just knowing yeah. that we have the ability to cope yeah. whatever comes our way. Yeah. But also I was thinking, because of course what you're saying about, you know, previous hurts and then the mechanisms that we've had to survive. So of course, closing ourselves down, you know, the older you are, probably the more of those you've had. You so bet. Yes, so the deeper it's ingrained. But also our self-belief about ourselves as well. I'm still surprised that at our age, you know, I'm 56, so many women around me, and including myself as well, we're still working on loving ourselves. Yes. And how can you be intimate and give yourself to someone if you don't like yourself in the first place? Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of things I do as well. Like that, that self-image, that self-love is so important and connect back that and and let go of you know old pains um i am so glad you're sharing that today because indeed you do cover a whole broad array of things whether it's from kinky sex to what's it you have these orgasmic meditations which are truly amazing you do you know that sort of thing but also i mean i've witnessed you in, in a few of our workshops as well you know also connecting women with their desires and I mean last time yeah. you did a beautiful exercise where she was just asking us you know what is it that we want and we paired off in, in twos and saying yeah. you know what what would you like and then saying thank you what do you truly desire and then saying thank you and it got quite emotional didn't it you could yeah. see the number of women who were not used to yeah. first of all being asked or to yeah. even realize that they have desires you know we put yeah. ourselves often last so I'm very grateful for what you do we'll make sure that we share also for people who feel like well gosh you know I'd love to actually take it that step further and really learn how to connect and, and be authentic or who want to you know truly be there with their partner or who realize that you know the two of them could do with having a little bit of a let's learn a new language together because that's also a beautiful yeah. way to keep a relationship alive you know yeah. to work on that but so what and I mean, so yes you coach online and in person yes both ways yeah okay and so, also in-person workshops in the, in the netherlands so online or in person is all available yeah so before i ask you the tips tell them a little bit what your orgasmic meditations are okay well there's different practices i teach okay so besides the, the speaking together and the looking okay what are the habits and the mechanisms so that is part of the work and another part is several practices that i teach because i always think well you can only think so much the body needs to experience and you need to kind of learn to experience so there's different things there's some tantric practices that i do that connect to the body and there's an awareness you develop orgasmic meditation is a practice that i teach that i'm passionate about about it's also a mind bringing a mindfulness to the intimate experience and connecting yeah. to your body then you said you know king can bdsm is a fun world to play in it's like it's a different kind of practice so there's just I have experienced a lot of different things and then I will look together like, okay, what could support you? What are your interests? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a mix. It's beautiful that you say that. And also because I mean, all the rest becomes even better when there is that connection, right? Yeah. So it actually yeah. all comes down to intimacy when we come to it. Yeah, totally. And communication, right? That's it. Yeah. Like, I'll say like intimacy is created in communication and then yeah. the playfulness that can arise from that, right? That, you have the basic of intimacy and connection, and then you can start to play. So developing a sense of being playful, yes, you know, it's also very important. I think yes. it's a skill. And over time, and especially when we get older, we kind of tend to lose that playfulness. Yeah. We become yeah. very serious and significant in life. So 
you know, doing the work. <laughs> I recently worked with a man who was so beautiful. He actually said, I'd like to learn to play again. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, we, we practiced around that. Like That's okay, right. How can you play? And taking all the seriousness away, right? That's when you, you truly discover. I suppose that's when you're curious and you're open, just like children, yeah. you know, you're playing yeah. and there's no thought as in, oh, it's got to be like this. It's got to be that like that. And, and I agree. And I, I think, you know, I remember once you were also saying about flirting, you know, flirt, yeah. flirt, flirt with anything, you know, flirt with the dog. It's more <laughs> a way of feeling about yourself, which yeah. makes everything shine and fun. And then that's also when we attract people. I remember in yeah. my in-between period, where yeah. I was having a lot of fun. I was a bit yeah. like, my goodness, you know, I couldn't stop them coming. But it was because I was having fun. I wasn't yeah. set out there to find the next partner or whatever. Yeah. Right. Now, what tips do you have? What tips would you have to share with the, the listeners today about creating that intimacy and yeah. connection? And we touched upon them through our conversation. So the first one I would say is learn to slow down and listen. Just right. start paying attention to, oh, I already want to say the next thing or, oh, I'm already making conclusions or, oh, they look at me a certain way. That must mean la di da di da So, yes. all right, all right, take a breath. Start to learn to slow down and listen so you become present. Right. That's a whole. Right. And so both people need to do, I mean, is it the idea that we do this together or we just start ourselves and then see if we can actually share it with our partner? Yeah, I would say start for yourself for sure. And also have that conversation. Like you could right. say like, you know what? I want to practice a couple of things. And you can always start with sharing, just sharing something vulnerable about yourself. You could say like, oh, you know, I noticed I've not always been listening as well as I would like it to. You know, I've been distracted when you speak mm -hmm. to me. And I'm, you know, I want to practice actually being here. So if you see me being distracted, you can actually say, hey, are you here? Right? right. Or I'm going to practice, you know, bringing myself back and I will acknowledge that like, oh, I was distracted. I'm here again. So you could actually bring that kind of intention already into the conversation. But for sure, practice yourself. You can practice it at any moment. Be like, oh, just I sometimes write a note for myself. I stick it next to my computer, like slow down and like, right. I see it and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Take a deep breath in. I'm here. Right. right? So it's that's yeah. also give yourself reminders. Yeah. Yes. The vulnerability is also a good one, right? Because how can we connect to someone if if all the barriers are up, as you're saying? You know, we're all vulnerable about little yeah. things, big things. And we think that other people know how we work, especially after a long time. But it's it's not really true. And, and obviously, we don't often express our vulnerability as vulnerability. I mean, yeah. I was absolutely a champion of hiding vulnerability again yeah. behind aggression. So I would always say you yeah. know, to my partners or my children, etc., if I get suddenly very mad, look for the pain. Yeah. You know, I'm yes. not saying yeah. I'm not saying it justifies being mad and lashing out at people, but it's, you know, if you have the feeling that I'm suddenly randomly reacting in a very aggressive or angry way, you can be sure that somehow something that you have done or said without meaning to has hurt me. And I haven't yet learned how to say that and say, okay, yeah. this is how I felt. But that is what, uh, yeah, that vulnerability. And yeah. the third one? Yeah, that's a playfulness. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. So so bring that, start playing. Find yeah. new ways to play. It can be, you know, small things. How can you brush your teeth with your different hand? Right? It's yeah, like, yeah. It's, like, it's so silly, but like, all right, just try mixing things up a bit. Yeah. Um, this is not about being childish. It's about how can I play what's coming at me with my life? Like, how can I change certain things? Kind of to shake yourself up a bit and 
uh, bringing a, a lightheartedness to things. And then, bring, then you break out the autopilot as well, don't you? If you're doing something in a different way, suddenly you're aware, right? Yeah. You know, the, the stuff you do on autopilot, you don't even know what you're doing. No. You know, sometimes we drive somewhere, I'm a bit like, I have no idea how I got to becoming more aware. And that playfulness, I think, is so true in intimacy as well if you can laugh about yourself about things it just makes it so yeah less less hard on men and I do think that indeed we often underestimate because maybe I find female sexuality is maybe a little bit more complicated than men but Mm -hmm. we do underestimate the pressure they're under it was only when I had my own sons that I start to realize gosh you know how scary it must be you know, vis-a-vis yeah. a woman. Okay, well, I mean, this is this is really, really strong stuff. So tell us a bit. So the name of your company? Um, my name of my company is Turn on the Netherlands. Right. Uh, Fantastic so, uh, topic. <laughs> yeah, good. And so my website is turnonnl.com. We'll provide the links uh, with this podcast, right, Julie? Exactly. Um, we definitely will. Yeah, and you can find me on Facebook or uh, uh, LinkedIn or Instagram so, or send me an Email at info at turnonnl.com. You help people of all ages, all yeah. genders, yeah. all yeah. sexual affiliations. Well, I, work, all of- yeah. I work with adults. So it's with either oh, yeah. in a relationship or in a, your single age, you know, in that sense, I I work with the oldest lady I work with about 80, I think. Oh, fantastic. Right? So, was so fantastic that at 80, yeah. you want to improve your intimacy. Yeah, yeah, it was very beautiful. Yeah, it was very beautiful. So, and we did exactly that, right? We looked at, okay, where, where's the, what's the vulnerability? How can you right. soften up and yeah. actually be available? So, yeah. yeah. And some, some people have never, especially I dare say that group, you know, back then, I mean, even if we're talking about sexuality, you know, first of all, girls don't talk about sexuality. And secondly, it's not really important that a woman should have pleasure or not, as long as she, mm. you know, produces a child or whatsoever. So I think it must be extremely liberating if at 80, you know, you suddenly embrace a whole new world. And yeah. why not? We can yeah. have pleasure at every age, right? Yes. We're not yeah. perished goods or something after 50 or oh, whatever. Please. No, what no. Boring I would say on the contrary, it only gets better because also yes. maybe, maybe you do become more intimate with your own body, etc. Now, just one last, uh, last question. How do you suggest... You know, I'm thinking, okay, a couple indeed who's been together for a long time, maybe they've had children, maybe they've not been that close, you know, life has got on, so they're together, they're relatively happy, maybe not feeling very fulfilled. And then I also experience a lot of people where then the children leave home and then there's a bit of like, oh gosh, do I know you? Do I like you? How do you start this conversation? Because I know a few of my friends have said, well, you know, yes, but, you know, how do I suddenly say to somebody you know, that I've been with for 25, 30 years. Yeah. Let's discuss or let's open up or yeah. how, how do you suggest? Yeah. Well, and, you know, it is a vulnerable thing to do. You know, you're in a sense, you're taking a risk over the little comfort zone you've created together. So it starts first with the willingness to, to get out of that comfort zone. It's that the authenticity and the vulnerability, that's where you start. So you always talk about your own experience. We're not talking, mm-hmm. we're not going to blame or say anything. But yes. you know, it can also be like, no, I have been thinking about this and this, you know, and I desire, you know, I noticed I'm not experiencing always the intimate the connection that, you know, that we maybe used to have or that I know we can have between us. Right. Now we have a conversation about it, or I would like to have a conversation about it to kind of explore 
to create that intimacy together right what is that like what do you think like kind of it's an invitation yeah for and you can make it fun you can make it like a date night right yeah. you have a nice you bottle know. of wine or something yeah it's yeah. all about opening up and it's it brings so much it really yeah. does i mean for the people listening i i really think that you know it's always work, you know, we 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 change, our partners change, or we change partners as well. You know, there's yeah. all, all of those things which come up. But yeah. but that intimacy, and, and first of all, you know, for those who are single, maybe indeed looking more at ourselves and the pattern, but with the help of somebody like you who can ask the right questions, because, you know, we, we know who we are, or we think we do, and we've asked yeah. ourselves whatever questions we were happy asking ourselves, but often it takes someone else to hold up the mirror for us to realize and, you know, to fully embrace this period of our lives, because I do believe that intimacy and sexuality are extremely enjoyable as we progress in age. We might be less supple, there might be less, you know, exotic places, but then who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's an adventure, right? It's a discovery. Yeah. yeah, I love that adventure and discovery. If you have that mindset of kind of you know, adventure and discovery and playfulness, you can keep discovering and exploring and having fun together. And, you know, I, I created with my partner, our intimacy will get better every year. Right. right? And, right. and we don't have a plan per se, like, oh, no. it needs to happen. It's have... a mindset though, isn't it? Yeah, it's a mindset. It's a mindset. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then how do we keep the spark? That's a good so, one. That's yeah. a good one. I'm going to yeah. write that one down too. I love all these things that you say. And I like the intimacy is created in communication. And I love yeah. one of the sentences that you said in your notes to me. We were talking about diving into what intimacy in our relationship is. And we were talking about the bedroom that we're not just spicing up the bedroom, we're igniting the entire house. So there we are. I believe the yeah. people who feel fulfilled in that area we do brighten up everything around us and ignite yeah. you know our house our friends our family our environment and the world around and I think we can all do with a lot of that in the world at the moment so yeah. Maha thank you very very much good luck with your mission you turn on the Netherlands you're going to be turning on the whole world I hope yes. and I hope to help you promote that too do look in the show notes do contact Maha for her very many webinars workshops she always has something going on and maybe give yourself indeed for 2024 the gift of really going and discovering who you are and what intimacy means for you right thank you all very much Mara. take care Thanks and speak you. to you all this time next week